0: he's like oh and uh, prize picks rigs the lines I'm like, oh. <laughs> like not... maybe, maybe i don't believe that one but let's say prize picks has like a high number like prize Picks says 18 and a half on reggie yeah, yeah yeah well 17 and a half that 20 plus a plus 600 has got to be good like yeah i can do all the Poisson distribution sure. world uh, but let's just let's just try it out
1: All right. Hey, what's up, everybody? New episode of the Risk Takers podcast with an experienced radio guest, experienced uh, sports better, experienced Discord owner. We got Metro Mike on Twitter, aka Mike. Welcome to the show. How's it going? We uh we got you on your vacation on one of your first kind of break half half a vacation right one of your first yeah. breaks in a while from the the grind but you're still you're still grinding yeah I mean
0: it's not when well, it's kind of the full time thing it's not always a vacation or break you can always find little ways to do things when you're away but all in all I mean like I had two bets yesterday so between two and the usual. 50 to 100 that's a big difference i'd say
1: yeah no for sure for sure and um i think when we we had like a you posted on twitter saying like you you took a screen break and it inspired me to think about breaks and my my video was like you don't take breaks unless you're doing it for the right reasons and you're someone who obviously grinds really, really hard. And you're not taking breaks off frustration or because you're losing. You just take a break because you've been doing it for way too long and needed a little, little reset, right?
0: Yeah. I will say in full transparency, I was down like five to seven grand to start the month, but that wasn't the impetus for the break. Uh, I was just going abroad and you can't really do any of this Abroad, I, I know there's different platforms in Germany, Austria, but yeah, you need some identification, and there's some other issues with that. But it was just a great time to even step away from the Discord that I co-own, just Twitter, all of that, and just take some time for myself and be like, all right, let's let's just pretend sports aren't even on. I missed a Thursday night football game. That's wow. like one of the first football games I've missed in a while. The only sporting event I watched during the weekend was my friend who I traveled with as a Cowboys fan. So we woke up at three a.m. <laughs> to watch uh, that Cowboys Eagles game. Oh yeah, and yeah. Watched the first half, went back to sleep, and then called that good enough on sports for the weekend. It's all great, honestly. So do you sweat? Do you sweat the games usually? Ah, uh, yeah. Um, I, I know you're not supposed to. Just, <laughs> that's no, it's okay. You're, it's looks are bad, but. It depends on the game, honestly. So, like, an NBA game, I don't know if I'll sweat as much because usually I'm just taking some role players' three-pointer unders. Yeah, yeah. When that role player is in, I'm sweating hard. Or Andre Drummond Drummond double-doubles. That's probably my favorite bet right now. He doesn't get them, but when he gets that (laughs) double-double, I will be rolling. Uh, But I'd say an NFL game, there's a lot of bets I'll sweat. Uh, I'm big on women's college basketball right now. Uh, okay. I just, I'll sweat those a little bit, sweat the box scores.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I say yeah, that for sure. Favorite. Oh, the box <laughs> score sweat, the <laughs> ESPN app on your phone sweat. I mean, look, I always say don't sweat. You, I, you'll catch me deleting and reinstalling the PGA Tour app on my phone many times oh, over the year.
0: Is it the PGA Tour app or is it like sometimes to get a quicker feed, I go into oh, yeah. the Sportsbook tracker? That says like, oh, they're 19 foot feet away from the hole. And then you check two seconds later. It's so like just getting there 50 feet away from the hole.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like go to Caesars and do the IMG Arena yep. Uh, yep. in-app <laughs> stuff. Yeah, that's that's a, that's why I'm feeling really degenerate. Or on the Euro tour,
0: you know. They, all, they always hit the birdie when you don't want them
1: to. Always. Yeah, at least you never want them to make a birdie. Every single time. <laughs> uh, our, favorite,
0: our favorite European tour guy actually is a... I think his name is
1: Joust, uh, Loyton. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, we say juiced. It's more fun,
0: but uh, I, think, I think it's, Joust. yeah,
1: I'm probably going to mess up his name, but I think, I think it's juiced. Nah, I, I wish it was. Uh, we it his pronunciation. uh, he's our, he's our
0: discord emoji. I know you're a Tony Finau guy. Yes. We're, we're, yes. we're, we're a Joust, Leuton
1: guy. So, wow. That's a, <laughs> that's how, you know, it's a sharp discord. If you're really like, if you're in the Joust, Loyton level of, uh, Level of player to rep it. I love it. Yeah, we have Tony Fee now. The Tony Fee now bot and I was really sweating him going to uh, going to live. That would have made had to make me make some tough decisions. But thank God he yeah. stayed PGA Tour player. Um, well, I guess that we're already talking about golf. We can go to Ryan's Twitter question, which is the first one on the thread, and it is. Is golf dead for Pick'Em? And Ryan gave us two choices. He said yes, that's choice A, and then choice B is definitely.
0: (laughs) I'll I'll take choice C. I'll say not completely. Um, On prize picks, I mean, you can still bet two and three man. I think it's overs without a payout reduction. Um, Yeah,
1: there's a three-man... it's like three it's like two overs plus uh uncorrelated, Birdies thing, I think. On the, yeah, exactly. Matchup. Yeah. So
0: there's there's still a little bit. I mean, obviously, like we had what over a hundred percent returns at one time over the summer when yep. I was posting all the wins on Twitter because that's what everyone did back then. <laughs> I regret all of those, I will say.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry but
0: that. uh pick pick 'em wise, I mean underdog when they have big tournaments you can correlate your understrokes with over birdies and over fantasy points and obviously that's not like a secret edge they know that it's yeah. not like it's not like they don't know <laughs> right uh i'd say though returns there probably in the what what would you say 10 to 20% range instead yeah. of our 100% craziness yeah 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 with just two bogeys and some random euro tour and then the wind picks up and we all make 20 grand
1: yeah dude when the weather when the weather gets bad you just start printing money back in the day because i mean we could do five like full correlated slips on underdog it's crazy
0: i'm jealous of your caesar's days though god uh when you could correlate all of those and you know DraftKings over the summer you had like a week where you could do it but i everyone made like Tens and 20 grand. I I lost like 8K. Yeah.
1: It's just (laughs) Just the wrong, just one person was like the wrong person. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to even think about the, I, we might have even missed the DraftKings ourselves. The Caesars was one, one week and pretty sure it was, uh, changed because of us. Uh, it (laughs) it was, it was, it was, it was obviously we like ran hot, but it was, just clicking in every single possible combination of everything, um, overstrokes, overstrokes, you know, whatever. So that, that, that week was probably like, I don't know, hundreds of, of four leg, five leg parlays and whatnot. And then, yeah, next week came back, couldn't do it. That's fine. But I mean, that's, that's the, that's the rub of it, right? Like anytime the reason underdog took down the, the, strokes correlation was because they lost, you know, million dollars in a Amazing. round at the British Open. Yeah, probably more.
0: Uh, yeah, I think that goes into a good conversation on like when an edge dies because yeah. people are saying, "Oh, this Twitter person killed this edge," or "This Twitter person killed this edge." I personally think it's just a total uh, risk reward sort of deal. Because, for example, casuals are not betting on a European Open uh, events. You might have a few thousand bets go in, probably handle of like a hundred grand or something. Maybe even I'm overstating a hundred grand there, but you can see when the book is losing money on a specific event. They're not, they're not stupid. I mean, a lot of people say, Oh, don't, don't do this because the books will figure it out. No, the the books know. the books know what's being on the book. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, Yeah. For like NFL. Obviously, they're going to let it last as long as possible because people are going on underdog now. They're saying, oh, I want to bet Jared Goff and his receivers, and I can't do that. What's happening? Let me just go bet on prize picks. Like, why, yeah. why can't we do that anymore? So the risk-reward there, obviously, is just so many people are doing receptions and passing yards over and over and over and over and over. And now I right. was like, all right, got to cut it. Uh, the total risk is just too much there. so there's I feel like the bigger the sport the longer your edge will last the more niche the sport the quicker your edge will die like
1: you were back during the disc golf days right dude the disc golf days I remember we had that day we we were like spamming our uh our betting partners being like we got you gotta do this for disc golf you gotta do this for disc golf you know whatever this you know And the three people we hit up didn't get back to us. So that day when it just like rained, you know, the, that day when disc golf, uh, when disc golf died, we had a bunch of unfilled orders out there that would have made a lot of money. So, but I mean, I'm happy to, a, a bunch of people on the discord made, made, uh, Made a bunch of money, and I'm sure as everyone did. I think PrizeFix lost hundreds of thousands in disc golf that day, uh, at least. I was just told the lines moved
0: like five to ten strokes. Like it would start off like a like the
1: the lines were so <laughs> shaky on those events. You know, it was funny. It was PrizeFix's response was like, uh, "Uh, like we can't offer disc golf. It doesn't live up to the." expectations of the product we expect to deliver to our customers and it's like no your customers loved it <laughs> they loved it <laughs> that's not the problem dude that corporate yeah. the corporate like the corporate bookmaking speak is so funny honestly with stuff like know. that <laughs>
0: and yeah no it's that's a good signal where if you're a new better and you see like some random sports or some random league that no one talks about, go to that. Look at it. Like I don't see a lot of people trying to predict Valorant kills. If you're someone that wants to try the model that do that, go for it. Like,
1: yeah. Find the next, the next great thing. Yeah. Um, And a lot of people do ask me like, Hey, I want to start, you know, originating or I want to start coming up with, uh, you know, finding my niche or whatever. How would you, what advice would you give to that person who maybe they hear this and they're like, hey, I, I you know, I know Valorant. And like, yeah. what should I do? What do you tell a person? Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's where, that's where you go into just the whole like data gopher mode. I don't know if that's an official term, but I just made it up right now. You can uh, make it. Yeah. Yeah. See what's out there. Like, dig as much as possible. Uh, if there's sportsbook lines, great. If you have DFS apps, offering lines, great. See who's high, who's low, and track it. Find a source of data, look at it over and over and over. If you see, hey, uh, I know we're not last five people, last ten people, but you say, okay, every single match prize picks is three kills higher than underdog.
1: There's mm-hmm. got to be a
0: reason why. That's not yep. just last five data. That's one person's too high, one person's too low. Let's figure out why. And just do it over and, over and over and over and over again. And if you can find something and it starts working out, keep it to yourself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, that's not what I heard. I heard you're supposed to immediately put it on Twitter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's honestly, there, there's a fine line. Like, let's let me just go through my own tweets. What am I posting? Ticket screenshots, complaining about prize picks. Goblins and demons and
1: whatever yes. those are. That was good content.
0: <laughs> Hockey goal scorers, I'm fine with that. Uh WNCAA, maybe I shouldn't post that, but hey, uh women's college basketball's been fun. Uh
1: yeah. No, I think it's a good it's a good topic of conversation. Like what it's it's as old as time it goes back to poker it goes back to training sites like hard runners and run it once two plus two whatever you know goes back even further to super system with Doyle Brunson and I know he caught a lot of flack when he wrote that but it's like what's the line I don't know I don't think anybody will ever agree on what the line is between like what you should post what you shouldn't post but I do think like if you're just thoughtful about it, you'll come to some reasonable conclusion. Like I didn't post, you know, Hey, like everybody underdog, you can do X, Y, Z. And I don't like, even, even, even if you did, it does, it doesn't matter. But the point is like, I do think that there's some, there's, there's this needle. You got thread between blowing the edge up completely and teaching people how to kind of find it? I don't know. I've never come to a, fu- a conclusion on what the what the path is, but love to hear your thoughts.
0: Yeah, I guess this is where the podcastee becomes the podcaster because what is in it for you on the education side? I can answer after that, but what's in it for you first?
1: What's in it for me? Um, down the line some some opportunity to to monetize i mean i think what's what's in it for me right now is i've made a lot of good connections which have been of value uh of monetary value to me so like educating people maybe they you know one example is people who have more uh programming skills than me i've you know done you know, I feel like I've given away some of my my sports betting skills, and then they've been more willing to interact with me and teach them teach me what they know. So there's been even now without selling anything, I've already come out ahead, and I've already learned stuff. So I don't know. That's that's what's in it for me right now.
0: Uh, we're, we're probably very similar there. Uh, for me, it's. A, that as well. Uh, people have automated so many sheets. I can get data even quicker than you can on OddsJam just from people that know how to scrape all these websites and build a feed and build expected value calculators. I I mean, I'm a project manager by trade, but I'm not the best coder. I can code some really scrappy uh, SQL, but it's like level zero. <laughs> uh, that side. And for other side... It's a little bit of helping turn some of these more degenerate gamblers into smarter betters. Like there are a lot of people that come into my discord saying, Hey, like I'm betting my VA check. I'm like, first off, please don't do that. Yeah. But second off, if you need to scratch that itch, uh, I will help you learn how to at least make profitable plays. And that's what's in it for me. People saying, hey, I have a problem with maybe not necessarily a problem, but hey, like yeah, yeah, this yeah. is entertainment to me, but I want to make the entertainment a little more fun and profitable. That's what I'm there for. Like, here's how you can do this on this system to become more a more profitable player, or here's a more niche sport on an app where you can bet and let's have fun and you can join a community and kind of sweat those bets together. Trust me, there's a lot of sweat on women's college basketball right now. When when Kel- when Kelsey bricks that three at the end, people go crazy. <laughs>
1: so no, I mean I I I I think that's exactly right. And like uh, you're you hit it spot on. Like that's kind of my free Discord is built around that premise of people have a place to go where they can tail some some winning plays if they have to scratch that itch community whatever and then if they want to you know improve any more then you know well let's find a let's find a path to that and i think that's probably what's up next for me is like if you've become gone from break even to you know making 20 30 30 grand a year or something like how can we get you to 100 150 i think that would probably be down that's like what i want to do down the line but um having that place to have people scratch out itch in a more fiscally responsible, fun way. Like you're kind of delivering on the promise of a casino, like the fake promise, which is like, have fun, win. But like, you, you know, you kind of do deliver on that if you're giving winning plays and creating a fun environment. Right. Hey, I was at a casino
0: last weekend making some very minus EV moves uh, <laughs> on the blackjack table. In my mind, I was counting the cards, but I'm like, I'm never going to act on this knowledge because I am far too scared of a person to get kicked out of a casino. Also, I'm with my friends. Like, let's not get kicked out of a casino tonight. (laughs) Uh, So, and that's that's a little side of that too. Like, there are a lot of people in the EV world that are like, I can never do anything that goes against the expected value. Like, I'm of the mindset of as long as it's like one hundredth, one one thousandth of a unit, you can you can have a little fun in the world like there's there's this this life is short there's a time and place where you can have fun be a little loose but as long as the majority of your day is that grind i see no reason where you can't just let loose a little bit at the end of it because i know there are a lot of people that are very tight in this industry and very much yeah i need to only do this to maximize like there's people that only care about the roi graph on Pickett. I, i swear to god Like people are obsessed with that one number and Hey, I'm one that has fun and what I'm at 11.71% on 183,000 profit right now. Like you can have fun.
1: Yeah, for sure. And that's, I've been kind of pounding the table on ROI, not being the, the, the best metric recently. So I would, you know, expand on, expand on that. Why, uh. Why may that be, if you agree with me? I
0: mean. Yeah, no, I, I fully agree there. Uh, the ROI metric is if you're only obsessed about ROI, you're going to miss out on just your standard base plays of the day. Like what you should be playing are when college basketball opens. Hey, sharing hedges here. When college basketball opens, there's lots of big disparities. Uh, FanDuel and DraftKings will be two or three points off. Uh, figure out which side you want to take based on your preferred sharp of choice. You can choose Pinnacle, you can choose Bookmaker, you can choose whatever book you want in the world. Dig in, find out. That's what that's what odds are out there for. And those are going to be 3 to 4% edges. And over time, you're going to return 3 to 4%. Is that cool and sexy on a picket graph? Not really. Not at all. But who cares what the picket graph shows in the end? As long as it shows you're profitable and Honestly, most books aren't even on picket. But you're gonna be betting a lot of yeah. random books out there, like I don't think sports battles on pickets. Uh there's a lot of offshores that aren't on picket. There's better's not on picket. People have made hundreds of thousands of dollars on better. I've personally lost ten K on Better. <laughs> Are you limited? Uh not just totally, the standard, like just standard whatever. Yeah. Uh, I I bet I bet a mistake line that lost.
1: Oh, was it the, uh, yeah, I, the, it was an NBA one?
0: No, we can share this one now. It was, uh, so someone shared with me that I'll go back to the picket one after, but Mark Andrews to score one receiving touchdown in the oh, second. Oh, yeah, yeah, of yeah, season, yeah, yeah. I attached it to every single play I made for that week. I had, <laughs> I think, 20,000 ready to pay out the second he crossed that goal line, three yard line. Mark Andrews goes down that hip tackle, whatever that people want. Fans destroys his destroys his ligaments and
1: out for the season. <laughs> that's a bad beat. There's like yeah. there's there's like fake bad beats. That's a true. That's a true bad beat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll phew. go back to the figure. I'll go to the yeah, On yeah, yeah. the
0: side story, yeah. Just in the end, as long as you're profitable, it doesn't matter what your ROI is. I mean, if there is a minimum threshold I'll say that you should bet. Like if something's only like half a percent EV or 0.75% EV, I'll see friends sign up for odds Gym and say, I bet every single thing on the EV page and um down $2 today. I'm like, well, wh- why did you bet every single thing on the EV page? Let's first discuss that. Like, let's see what you're betting on, why you're betting on these specific things. And let's find out, let's find a market that you kind of want to find a niche on first. Like for me, I think a great one to start with is college basketball. There's yeah. a ton of lines, ton of data, tons of overs, unders, ton of more niche schools playing where I've seen up to a 10 point disparity on opening. So wow. that's a great sport to start on. And then maybe start to dive into some like NBA props or NFL props. And then try trying to shoot the main lines first. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Like I'll be honest, like let's look at my picket graph right now. On main lines, I am. Let's see where I'm at. Live opens. Well, oh, I can just. Oh no, I got it. A few more. Year. All right. On straight bets, um, plus 103 grand parlays, plus 70 grand round robins, plus 8300. Player props plus one hundred ten grand. and wow. money
1: lines plus two thousand. I'm bad at money lines. Well, money <laughs> lines are. I mean, a. I don't know what your volume there is. Uh, a lot
0: smaller. A lot honest. smaller. Yeah.
1: No, because I think this is this is this is what everyone says, and I, and it can't be said enough that like you aren't going to win against the markets that are the most liquid right when you start. Um, you're not going to go beat NFL to- NFL sides five minutes before kickoff because you just got an odds jam subscription. That just, that's not I- Oh no, go on.
0: If I am, then I'm not going to be on picket. I'm going to be in
1: Vegas. But I'm yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. If you can, it's not. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, but I, I think there is something to be said for like building a winning muscle. You know, I, I, I don't know. I think, you know, whatever you do, it's important to, you know, it's important to build a good process, build it for longevity. But like at a certain point you have to start winning, start winning and then see where that takes you, you know, expect to win from sports books. expect to sit down, log in, be somebody who's going to return. And then that will build into the more complicated stuff. You know, if then you get into modeling NFL totals that can win on Friday, that's awesome. But that's not going to be the first thing you do. Start winning, build the confidence, build the expectation that you're going to beat these books and then push it from there. Like, I I don't think it's helpful to to jump ahead. And I don't think there's anything wrong from starting with doing like simple um, simple like arbitrage stuff on oddsham or steam chasing on spank odds or or whatever it is like anything that can get you winning, uh, and expecting to win, and then build from there. Like now, you were saying something which I also believe in, which is you have basically like proprietary software that does a little bit better of a job for you than the public stuff that's out there, and I think that's important. Um, but yeah, do you want to touch on like why you like to have your own stuff at this point?
0: Yeah, I'd say it's a mixture of my own stuff and what's out there. I mean, I'll be honest; I probably pay like eight hundred a month in subscriptions across all these different services the and bases, <laughs> code bases and AWS instances. I mean, at some point, you're like, okay, I need to make sure my my uh, return is yeah, high. yeah. <laughs> I can make all these worth it, but. I'd say, I mean, honestly, the biggest thing in this industry is being first. Uh like, yeah. even having well a Discord said. that sends out plays and sends out uh different things to bet on, still sixty percent of what I bet is bumped by the time maybe even higher is bumped by the time people can get to it. Like I want to help people educate and learn so they can make their own plays similar to mine. But if you just want to tail me, sure come on in. Uh but having software having software, having proprietary information, I mean You need to have, I mean, any edge you can get over A, the public, and B, you're trying to beat these companies. You're trying to beat out OddsJank. You're trying to beat out DGF. I'm not saying these are bad companies. I mean, I pay hundreds of dollars for them too, uh, because there's things they catch that are obviously better than ours. But it's just, honestly, it's just being first and knowing what you can bet on.
1: All right. Sorry. The same... Uh, we had to bring out the cranberry juice (laughs) to, uh, open the window and get the camera (laughs) right. As we did in the pick expert, uh, Mike was talking about having proprietary info and data and the importance. Uh, anyway, yeah. Sorry about that. Hop back on that train of thought. Yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, some of what I've already said already, uh, just, Making sure you have as much information as possible to beat out these companies sending out picks and different uh, data out there. Like, I like Oddsjam, I like DGF, I pay for both of them. I think they're great tools for very, very different purposes. But if you can build something that scrapes data and finds an EV Cal quicker than those, you're going to be first. And this whole industry is being first because bets will change in seconds. From what I send out in my own Discord, I'd say still 60% plus of it will be bumped by the time people get to it. I try to be as quick as possible, but anything out there is going to change so quickly. And if you find a bet that is such great expected value and does not change quickly, you've found a hidden gem. I have a few of those that don't change as quick that I think are very good, but still testing them out right now. And those are far and few between. like Maybe... Every year, you'll find what will you say two to three of those such yeah. great looks that just don't change, and you have that edge that you can keep for like a month, and then the buck will kill it eventually.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's I think there's there's two ways to really win. One is be first, and the other is be different. And being different is like so hard, but that's where originating, I think comes in where there's, you know, there's people out there that are, you know, find something that's purely, you know, sports data based and not deviking based where that can last for, for a bit. Um, especially if they're, they're hiding it well, not sending it to sending it out to the wrong people who might, you know, uh, back into what they're doing and whatnot. But yeah, eventually like, even if you have something great that you're one of the only ones on, which is you know be different, it, it, it'll probably start to get priced into the market. But yeah, be yeah. be faster, be different. I mean, I think that's the, those are the two ways to really I mean, make outside. returns. Share one. Uh, sure,
0: I mean, recently Fanduel killed it, but I, I've listened. To, I mean, I've talked a lot with uh, Dylan Garber, and obviously yeah. listened. To it his version of this podcast. Yeah. Uh, and he lured me, he's like, hey, these second half NBA totals, like they're really off on FanDuel. I'm like, nah, you're just crazy. <laughs> and then I started looking into it. I'm like, all right, let's just pick up Reggie Jackson, for example. He has like 12 points at half. And then his under over was like 17 and a half. Okay, fine. And then you look at the 20 plus markets It's Reggie Jackson's like plus 600. I'm like, is one basket really that much of an odds difference that it goes from minus 110 to plus 600 like let's let's think about it for a second yeah and then kept looking into it kept looking to it and then he's like oh and uh, prize picks rigs the lines i'm like, oh, yeah, like yeah. Maybe, maybe i don't believe that one but let's say prize picks has like a high number like prize picks says 18 and a half on reggie yeah does, yeah well so yeah. 17 and a half that twenty plus a plus six hundred has got to be good. Like,
1: yeah,
0: I can do all the Poisson distributions sure. I in the world, uh, but let's just let's just try it out, and then yeah, just you... head for. I have six
1: thousand, like Dude, multiple, that's... multiple nights a week. <laughs> that's that's awesome, and that, that's that's the thing. It's like you find these little these little treasures, like in the sportsbook software, there's little, like the, they mess up. They can't be right about everything. And that's an example, a great example of how people, most of the time you just go clicking around or whatever, Dylan goes clicking around and finds nothing. But yeah, like, yeah. occasionally what happens is something like that. He's like, wait, you know, this is wrong. And then you, you see it and you're like, huh, okay, let me just click around. It's probably wrong. I don't know how wrong it is, you know, but it's wrong enough where I'm just gonna bet it. Is that kind of like the mindset?
0: Yeah, and that's that's where a lot of people go, I need to know the fair value. Like I think yeah. you and I actually both come from like the sports betting Reddit background. Uh that's where I learned a lot of this, not the traditional Alex Mo- Moynihan yeah. video. Yeah. Sure. Uh but a lot of that's like, okay, everything needs a fair value. Uh, this is how I'm characterizing the Reddit group. So you can post this on there and they can hate me, but sure. everything needs a fair value. We need to calculate the expected value. We need to calculate the probabilities. And here's the number of DVIG books. And this is over time how much you're going to make taking this boost or this bet or like this specific thing. It's a great strategy. It'll make you money over time. But like for those really questionable ones, like try it out. Try out smaller units. And if it's not working, you can, always, you can always stop. But if it starts working, like the stuff like Reggie Jackson, role player all overs, hammer it as much as you can get. And then if you want to go back during the day, during the morning and start calculating, okay, well, what's the expected value of one extra Reggie Jackson ba- basket? Go for it. And no, I, yeah.
1: I think that's like, honestly the biggest difference between people who make a lot of money and people who make like good money. Because the spots where we've made... a like a a ton of money. I've never known the fair value. I've just known it's really good because there wasn't enough time to know the fair value. It was a unique situation. It was weird, whatever it was. I just couldn't tell you the fair value, but I could tell you it was really, really good. And then we just bet it for a lot. Yeah. And you repeat what
0: you said there. A little spotty. Uh,
1: oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So what I was saying is like, I think the difference between the people who make a lot of money and like decent money is being willing to like take a, take a chance on a spot like that without needing to know the fair value. Because when the times that I can look back and we've made like huge, like big, big amounts of money, it's always, I've never known the fair value. I've, I've always been like, this is definitely good. I don't know how good, but I'm just going to bet it for this amount. That seems right. And gone from there. Like it, it, it just, it didn't really matter to me that I didn't know the exact fair value because if you go through the process, like you went through, you know, it's good. What's the fair value. I mean, do we really need to spend, you know, it's almost like wasting time. You know, just go, yeah. just, just go about it in that, that that's for people who like actually follow winning process. It's not like, oh <laughs> yeah, like LeBron's gonna revenge game. So the fair, you know, like, no, it's make sure, you know, that you're actually, you know, following winning process. But I, I do think sometimes the fair value is overblown and the need to know exact Kelly, exact fair value. It's just not, not uh time efficient.
0: Yeah, there's and that I I feel like that goes into a big area of like live betting. Like live betting is this whole other beast. Like, I mean, let's go into it. There's all these live arbitrage accounts, live betting accounts, and that's like the new hottest thing right now. Yeah, I guess kind of what's what's your take on it? Because we're very we come from a very traditional like let's find spots pregame, and then now I'm trying to figure out okay, let's try to do this live. It's it's very different.
1: Yeah. Uh, my thoughts are I I think it's a good it's you know, talking to Ed Miller, for example, like he indicated that live betting was one of the best best spots currently for the better. Um so I think it's a good spot. I don't have much experience in it. I could probably do it for golf with our model, but uh I don't really it's not, it's not really top of mind for me. Uh, I think that the new live arbitrage, uh, trend on Twitter and, you know, whatnot, I think it's, it's, I mean, it's catching on. I think it's value. I mean, do I think it's the best, best value? Maybe for some people, definitely. Uh, I, I think I still rather enjoy my life where, I can find uh pre-game value and not sit there all day. But I don't know. It's it's it's, uh, it's value. <laughs> yeah. For me it's my my
0: biggest thing there is I see two sides. I see a live arb. I'm like, all right, which side's actually the good
1: one? Like let's Oh definitely, <laughs> definitely.
0: That's what I'm gonna try to do, but I was I'm talking with some arbers out there on Twitter and they're like well, some books have more information than the other books, and the the best way to do that's to arbit I'm like, eh, is that really true uh I still haven't really answered that specific question, but I guess my thoughts on the whole live Arb thing it's good it's profitable, but ugh, it's stressful <laughs> like I tried it out for two days and I'm like. <laughs> I was clicking the FanDuel one, clicking the DraftKings one. DraftKings one didn't accept my bet. Now I just have a bet on FanDuel. FanDuel, right. Or like it accepted my bet at one point lower, so now I have a reverse middle link. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. This isn't fun. This This is a sweat. I did not want to sweat like the some Tulsa college basketball game. Now I'm hoping they don't end at 72 points in the first half.
1: (laughs) Sweating, sweating a reverse middle is is just like the least fun thing I can ever think about. And like a Tulsa, like random basketball game. You just want no part of that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, I think you're right. I also believe that I've talked to people who, who do one side and they make, I think they make more money than the people who are doing the arbitraging. So that's, that's that's, a, uh, yeah, I didn't know I was going to come out with such a hot take, but my opinion is the people that I've talked to who do the, do it really, really well. Take one side, but I don't know. I guess at me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, for me, it's just figuring out which books are kind of off on that live stuff. Like, Okay, DraftKings and FanDuel are three points off on this first half total. Who's, what's going into that? Is it because one team went on a big run? Is it because someone just shot a three pointer? Is it just because DraftKings forgot to include the three pointer? Like, there's got to be something, and that's that's the whole. I mean, that's why we both make a lot of money. Is we both th- see, okay, there's something out there that's wrong. There's a disparity. Why? Why? And let's figure it out and why? see how we can profit off of it. That's the biggest, that's the best question you can ask in this industry is
1: why. Totally.
0: Totally.
1: (laughs) And there's like, there's money to be made without asking why, which is interesting and which is fine. And I always encourage people to do that. Like go get your money. Ultimately, if you just need some, you know, not need some, oh my God. I always, I don't want to like promote (laughs) problem gambling. So it's like, if you want to not do the hard stuff, not ask why you can still make money and that's totally fine. Asking why is a really helpful way to add some longevity and outsized returns. Like asking why things have happened have like, I'm trying to think about how to say this. There's in originating, like in modeling a lot of the stuff that's, that I've even added has come from asking why certain things happen in sports books, like backing into certain things. With even within not like a devaking sense, like even within just a pure like spitting out a number from a model based on sports data sense, like asking why things happen has also leads to that. Like a lot of originating is backing into what other people are doing who are better than you at originating and who are moving the markets. Then you learn what they're doing, you're like, oh, okay, so I need to factor this in. So now I throw that into my model. Now I'm the same as them and now I can go find something new. So it's have like asked, asking what's up?
0: Have you ever asked why to your own models too? Because like for example, uh I don't know if you've seen, but like data golf projections on these alt tourneys, not that great. So we've started building in our own, like, okay, let's pull in some wind data from yep. uh Scandinavia, and let's factor that into what data golf's
1: giving us. Let's
0: add in our own why even to the models. So do you do you ask why to your
1: own models? Oh, definitely. And asking why to yeah, data golf. Uh, data golf scores aren't amazing. I will say, data golf is an amazing company. I love, I love Matt and Will. You're my favorites. You have the best. Uh, I would say the best public. You're the best public data company, sports data company there is. When it comes to winning at betting. That being said, you're right. I agree. Uh, anything that's. Uh, Data golf isn't incredibly reliant on what, like the thing is data golf was built not to predict round scores. They were built to on traditional sports betting. So like it didn't matter as much in terms of like why they were built back in back in the day, which is like matchup betting outright, anything that's, that's it's all relative now, like totals like round scores are like totals and, that's, you know, a different thing. So yeah, I mean, definitely asking why to what data golf is giving you for round scores is, is important.
0: They definitely blew up the summer with all of
1: that. Uh, I think it yeah. was like March
0: or April that their forums went from like one post a day to like 20 people asking like, how do you
1: get round scores? How do I do this?
0: How do I do this? <laughs> <That's>
1: <laughs> it's so funny. Seeing- I love seeing that in the forums. It was like another, you know, another person. I'm like, oh my God, like... Hey, Here I was want to of find you got to find your username. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I agree. I think, yeah. Like you have to, you have to question your own stuff. I mean, there was a time we were getting absolutely murked by, uh, but by an unnamed uh, sharp book, I will leave unnamed, but uh, yeah, it turns out we were just wrong and they were right. And that helped a lot and questioning your own model you have to you have to question your model you have to move it towards the market a little bit like it's not gonna be 100 percent right so that's always always value yeah and that's always a big thing on
0: like how many books do you want to compare to when you're betting or like market average versus like who's sharp who's not so i think there i think that was one of the twitter questions actually
1: let's, yeah let's let's go back to the twitter questions yeah Well, first you show girls your picket. Uh, That was a yes. (laughs) Actually, funny
0: enough, like when I have dinner with people or like when I meet new people, I don't talk about this at all. Uh, I'm not one that this. I, I don't want this to be my identity. I don't want it to be like something I have to talk about. If someone brings up DraftKings or FanDuel or talks about betting at all, sure, I'll dive into this whole thing. But when I meet someone, this this is. I mean even though I do it probably let's say 50 plus hours a week it's yeah. such a small part of my identity because it's something I'm good at something I'm passionate about but it's not something that not something that I need to share on a daily basis like I'm totally happy talking about snowboarding traveling and running marathons like that's I don't know. It's it's a really hard part. We could have a whole hour podcast on no. Like, I, I this being an identity and what you share, what you don't share. A great like, point. For me, I'm not, not a big share. Uh, I'm happy to just kind of keep it floating. Like, if I'm with friends from college, of course. Like, I'll be like hey, look, I made 200k doing this thing. Like, do you want to know? Like, I'm your friend. Like, let's figure out. Or if you want to... Uh, <laughs> If you want to make an account then I can help you with that account if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> we can yeah, yeah. It. Sell yeah, information.
1: Like, just selling f- private touting. That's what I like to call betting partnerships, you know? It's just private yeah, exactly. touting. Nothing nothing wrong with touts. Sportsbooks, they promote touts all the time. So I'm just yeah. I'm just privately touting to customers and not not uh not telling the sports books. Yeah, um
0: so we're have a whole hour podcast on like
1: identity and like No, the identity means. is interesting. I think it's also because not a lot of people understand uh how it works. And I think it's hard to have that conversation all the time.
0: Yeah. I mean that's uh, part of running a Discord too. Like people come in and say, What are we like, what are the butts Or like do you have any butts right now? I'm like, I just can't create value out of thin air. I wish I could. That would be that'd be so cool.
1: Yeah. But
0: people are like, send me a prize pick slip. I'm like Don't have one right now. (laughs) I instituted a rule. I said, if you ask me for a slip on a specific app, I will click three buttons, send it to you, and that's the slip you get from me. Because if you're asking for something, like, I don't know what's out there. Like, I'm tracking the market, I I know what's good. And if if something's good, I'll send it out. Like, don't worry, chill.
1: Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, that is, that is, that's the thing. It's like, if you tell people that, who you meet casually, they'll probably have a similar response to, like, yeah. give me like, a prize fix slip. Yeah, what do I bet right. on? Who do I bet right. on? A, the Chiefs, you know, it's like the Chiefs game. Do I bet the Chiefs to win? It's like, I have no clue. Prob- probably. No, it's
0: funny. They're like, oh, who should I bet on this weekend? I'm like, well, Kevin Harris is going to get a touchdown?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, like, not what they want to hear. Not what they want to like, bet on. Like, um, Edwin Edwards, Lair, Kevin Harris,
0: and Demario Davis, they're going to I'll get touchdowns this weekend. Like, Hopefully.
1: And it's like they will maybe. <laughs> but also <laughs> okay, Probably not. Or but probably not. But still yeah, so it's a I- good bet. I love explaining to people like, yeah, this bet's gonna lose like 19 out of 20 times, but it's a good bet. And they're
0: like, like when okay, when Andre Drummond gets that double double, I'm yeah, gonna have
1: the that's right. to that's right. That's like, right. I'll be you It will got, be He got ten and seven last night. Like we're we're getting there. We're almost there. This is a good. See, this is a good. In, in intel is like if Andre Drummond gets a double double, that's when you hit up head up Mike for some advice or something. He'll be feeling good. So yeah. keep an hey, eye on. Isaiah that. Isaiah
0: Jackson just got one, and he was like fifteen to one. So that was,
1: that was a good one. Not a not a not a game. I'm I'm in yet. I'm not in the NBA game yet, really. Cool. But, uh,
0: so you I haven't know. sweat some Mitchell, Mitchell Robinson double doubles
1: ever. I haven't sweated any, any double doubles. doubles. I oh, like come it. on, that's it's kind of a fun bet though. Um, yeah. But I Roll I distracted you because I do want to get to to yeah. what was it? Uh, D well, Salvani's question about player props. What book is sharp? Let's see. It's basically like I'll read the whole question. Do you have any sports yeah. book you consider the clear cut leader in player props per league? Example, DraftKings NBA player props being the sharpest. I um, think this would help a lot of plus EV and DFS beginners refine their process.
0: Yeah, uh, for beginners, you want to use a market average. Trying to guess who's sharp and who's not is going to lose you money uh, in the long run because all books have different varying factors for their bets. I mean, I can say what I consider is sharp, but what I consider isn't necessarily like what's the truth. Uh, I do like DraftKings player props for NBA, but I still bet DraftKings player props on NBA because sometimes it disagrees with the market average. Uh, FanDuel I consider pretty soft on most NBA props, but sometimes they're an island and then everyone else moves up from, let's say mm-hmm. Lucas at 32 and a half on FanDuel and 30 and a half on literally everywhere else. A lot of times the other books will all move up to 32 and a half, and sometimes FanDuel will move down to 30 and a half. So it depends per player, it depends per team, it depends per night depends what solstice cycle we're on like it's i'd say using as much data as possible will profit you more consistently long term than trying to guess who's sharp because i've done this for a while do i sometimes guess who's sharp yeah i'll try it and over time as you refine your process you say hey like this team's been consistently under for FanDuel all the time, and then they open, and they're still way too low. Okay, maybe try it out. But having a market average, having as many books as possible, having as much data as possible, that's what's going to profit you the most on player props. It's sad to say, because you want me to say, oh, this one book's super soft, go bet it, make hundreds of thousands of dollars. I can't do that. Can't I can't promise you that.
1: Yeah, that's the problem. It always depends. <laughs> People want uh more firm answers. I find it tricky because someone will be like, Oh, what's, you know, what's X, Y, Z. Well, it depends. I don't know. (laughs) I feel like it's so annoying. It's such an annoying answer, but it's true. You know, it it depends. Keep an eye on it. You know, there's nothing it's going to change. What book sharp will change, change from year to year. Um, And just remember like sports books are made up of people and people leave books to go to other books.
0: Yeah. And what I'll say too, is, if there's an ARB big enough, like I have a filter on for 10% ARBs. Yeah. Both sides of a bet can be good. That's also true. <laughs> like someone says, oh, which side of this ARB should I take? I say, probably either side. <laughs> There'll be, there's a lot of times on Twitter, like someone will post this bet. I'm like, I'm on the other side, but for like, they'll say, "Oh, I'm on, on this for minus minus I'm like, I'm on your, I'm fading you for plus plus I'm so like, both good. sides of the bet can be good. <laughs> like, one of us will win, one of us will be happier, but hey, I'll be way happier winning plus 160 than you will be hitting minus 130, right? <laughs> That's
1: right. Well, it depends so. <laughs> what size. Um, yeah. yeah, I I agree with that. I, I agree with that. I think I think, uh, I think think it's hard to really... I don't think there's like a formula. There is a formula, right? So like Odds Jam has a formula and DGF has a formula in every... You know, whatever you build has a formula, but there's no like one formula that's always going to be tr- the truth in sports betting. It's always going to change. The market's going to get new information.
0: Did I hear a uh, P- pinnacle isn't the one, all be all, end all for all of betting? What?
1: That's true. That's true. The pinnacle is quite good, and I think they try and do a good job. It's. I think it's important to figure out who's trying to do a good job and who doesn't care. That matters. Matters how Can much. We- Camby doesn't care at all. all right,
0: let, we can create a list. We can do this right now. Let's discuss who doesn't care. Can be. I don't think Camby cares. I don't think Points Bet cares. Uh no. Who else doesn't care? I used to have DraftKings oh, oh, on the
1: list, but uh I do think they care a little now.
0: Yeah. Hard Rock doesn't care.
1: No. No, not at all. Because what Hard Rock can do is they can just they can just take money back from people. And charge oh, yeah. it as goodwill. It's crazy. I uh, actually don't know that how way, that ended up, but uh, that
0: that way it doesn't care.
1: Uh, I'm just saying about no. uh,
0: books. I got limited on within like three minutes. Yeah.
1: yeah. So yeah, these books but- that don't care. It's important to know this because, like, I really wouldn't find signal from their information because they're basically their business model doesn't revolve around their information being solid enough to provide signal, in my opinion. That's,
0: that's really important because you'll go on lots of these odd scrapers and I'll say this bet's good because of a comp to ESPN bet. I don't think yeah. ESPN bet cares personally. Either. I agree with that. I agree so with that. that's when you go into these. So even on these like more proprietary or whatever sheets that I go on, It'll say, oh, this bet's good on DraftKings because this ESPN bet line is off compared to DraftKings. I'm like,
1: ah, I don't
0: know about that.
1: Yes. Do not want or whatever yeah. it is. like. And the other thing is how many books? Is it just ESPN bet? You know, then, you know, that's basically out the window. Like, like the this is something I talked about with Shiesty. And it's understanding how these uh, odd screens work, especially when they're spitting out like what they believe is a fair value. It's like, well, how do they get to that fair value? And they won't tell you. And
0: they They won't won't tell tell you. you.
1: But you can, you you can back into it.
0: You Mm, can back into it a little bit. Sometimes they, they have different weighting factors. At at least I've, I've seen this throughout time. Like you try to calculate fair value and it's not always there. Like, Again, companies are good. Keep all my subscriptions active, please. I will keep promoting you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sam. Building your own fair value. I mean, like, like we've said throughout this whole time, having as much information as possible is kind of what will make you most successful in this industry. Like, just trusting one source of data, you might profit. Like, you're still probably yeah. going to do all right. But if you want to go into the big games, like, I think we're both into the big games here. Like then you really got to figure out, figure it out
1: for yourself a little bit. That's it. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. And it takes time and it's not for everybody, but uh, it's a lot of time. Like we are there. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that, that's why I take these breaks though. Like I'll, I'll stare at a screen for like eight, nine hours. I'm like, I need, I need to chill out a little bit. And I, I I'm like everyone else. I maintain a full-time job on the side. Like I'm, Putting in my work on the side and then trying
1: to do That's this crazy. Role. I didn't actually know you had a full-time job no, on the side. No, yeah, yeah, I do. I'm I project manage
0: cybersecurity teams and it's chill holiday season right now, but no, I I put in my work and so I like the job and so I you <laughs> I guess one, one piece of advice is have a little bit of uh ADHD in your repertoire. Like yeah. I can my task is <laughs> Probably shouldn't be saying these things on a podcast, but I'm a great multitasker. <laughs> I do a lot of things at once, and my minds can be in <laughs> three different places at once, and I can do all of it pretty well. I
1: think hey, if the work gets done, that's all that matters, right? Exactly. Work
0: gets done, clients are happy, managers are happy, and you're progressing okay. at a rate that everyone's happy with. I'm completely cool with however life progresses that way.
1: Do you see? Uh, do you ever see a full time move in your future?
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't think, well, (laughs) I guess this is my hot take. I don't think this industry will last as long as we hope it will. I mean, there's always going to be edges. There's always going to be profitable bets. There's always going to be like a lot of ways to make money. But I think the biggest thing being, well, it just depends on you. This goes into a whole debate on like economic factors. Like if the U.S. economy starts struggling, books will limit people harder. They'll take promotions away. They'll offer less bets. They will only take parlays maybe there'll be a book that's just only takes parlay bets because now they have like a nine percent hold i think over the entire market versus like straight bets which have like four or five percent hold something like that i saw some data come out yesterday on that so if you if the u.s economy keeps doing well enough where people are betting and honestly we need degens to fuel us which is the sad thing that's like, the sad thing that are bad at betting to help fuel our profits from ev betting like I mean, it's kind of any industry. Like I work for a bank. I need people to be late on their credit card payments. So we succeed as a bank. It's unfortunate and it's it's all capitalistic ways, but that is a whole different
1: podcast. (laughs) No, I saw someone write a post that it was like something about if you're a professional better, you can't pretend that your bed isn't made on like a mattress of DGENs or ah, some degenerate betters or something like that. And I was like, "Yeah, that's probably true. I think it's better than being the book. like you're still taking you know you're still winning the sportsbook's money at the end of the day, but how much uh of it is up for grabs probably does depend on how many recreational betters are losing money to that book,
0: yeah, and for me, it's all like I don't know it's all exciting like come like there's value for me in a career in progressing and keeping at it." I do think that this can be a career for people and it's a valuable career. But I think for me, actually what this does, it helps increase the skills in my careers. Like from this, I'm learning more data scraping tools. I'm learning how to manage a server of 300 people that want bets from me 24 hours a day. Learning how to manage my time better with trying to have a balance of sending out things doing my own thing working the other job and trying to maintain a life which i don't know how i do Uh, and thankfully thankfully i have no obligations like i don't have kids not married so whoever whatever girls want to see my picket please come uh, (laughs) on. we'll post
1: post the link for for the two (laughs) girls that listen to this podcast this will be uh they might hit you up. <laughs> One of them's um, my mom, so hopefully, it's, she hopefully she doesn't. <laughs> but
0: yeah, no, it's. This, I mean, this is a great industry to learn skills. Like there is, like you said, you're learning Python. Like
1: I, yeah, like how, how's that going? I love it. I was just, I love it. and I hate it. But today I was just literally like wrangling some some files. Uh, the hard part about Python is it's it's not user friendly, especially from the jump. So yeah. there's a lot of like things have to be in the right folder in the right directory and all this stuff that doesn't have to happen in Excel. But I mean, the the powers is it's like 10 X what you can do in Excel. It's crazy. And I, I am only learning it because I think it's going to make me more money betting. So Good. would hey. I be learning it without that? No. Or at least I wouldn't be as uh, devoted to it. <laughs> and I, I I love that though because I I put out a tweet yesterday or something. It was like if if you learn how to win money betting on your own, not on your own. You you just learn the skills and you find your own bats a little bit, whatever that is. If you if you learn and you make 10k, someone else blindly tails makes 20. The person who learned and made 10k has actually made way more money. It's just like it's money over their lifetime that's going to happen, you know, through the skills they've built. So in the moment they made 10 K loss lifetime earnings, probably a million more something. I don't know. Can't put a number on it. it. Like, I I mean, my, my
0: debate is like, if I ever stepped away from this, like, would I, would I like need to get back in tomorrow? Like if I stepped away for three months right now, like would I feel like I need to scratch that itch? And for a lot of people, like I know drew, like he, he has to do this. Like for three, taking a break for him for three days is going to be a massive thing for me. I don't know. I could, I could chill out, and it honestly makes the comeback that much better. Like I, I took the five day break next week and made twenty one thousand. Like boom, yeah. Like it, it's and also you're nice. relaxed. Yeah, I'm. I'm chill. Like last night I made six k. Like <laughs> on my right. one bet. Can't share that one bet because secret secrets. But,
1: <laughs> but yeah. yeah but- uh, I agree. I'm more towards Drew, where ha- I'm i just like, I don't know. I need to take, I, I have a hard time taking breaks, ultimately. Yeah. Like that, that's I'm,
0: the truth. People call me the chillest guy out there, though. So, you know. That's right.
1: No one's, no one has, people haven't called me that yet. But yeah. <laughs> well,
0: I know we have one more question we should get to. So people should.
1: Yes. So people can answer our stuff. I can even read it. Is this the ladders one? Yeah. Okay. Mike went on a tear with ladders. Would like to hear his process evaluating evaluating alt lines and when to ladder.
0: All right. So ladders, I did a lot during NBA Summer League on Fliff, which okay, more more alt markets that a lot of people don't bet. That's where you find your value. Sadly, what I do with ladders is because my Kelly Criterion – like I'm working with a bankroll of over a hundred thousand. So it's telling me if I'm trying to bet one unit on something it has a thousand bucks, which still scares me. Right. But, you know, uh, So I have to ladder cause on flip, you can only bet $250. So right. if something says bet three quarter Kelly, I'm going to have to bet like every single bed in the ladder. And you have to still analyze that it's every part of the ladders, EV and right to right. mainline, But, if one bet is as long as Fliff doesn't do the Fliff thing where it's like
1: i know i was gonna say Fliff's the book that's live 100. to just it. Yeah.
0: yeah you have to make sure your ladder actually is laddering because your ladder might reverse ladder so you, you, you need to make sure the ladder is good but it's just betting up to the right all it is is unit size and make sure yeah. that your unit sizing is accurate And if you want to add a little more risk exposure, if you're just a normal better and say, hey, you want to bet one unit, let's say one unit's $10. If you want to bet 250 on plus 100, plus 130, plus 160, and plus 200, that's fine. You can increase your risk tolerance if you want to go up the ladder a little bit as long as it's all good to the main regular line. Uh, So that's on main lines. On player props, it's also similar. Like... If something yeah. says take 20 plus, look at the 25 plus line. It's seeing what's out there, seeing what can be good. And I mean, that's where you kind of hit your home run plays. Like, sure, you might lose a little more of your traditional, like, straight betting value, but it's kind of like with parlays. Parlays will increase your expected value as long as you're parlaying EV plays. Right. Ladders can increase your overall. EV when. as long as the plays are good. That's the most yeah. important thing. Once you start parlaying some random stuff out there, you're going to fall into the pit of, hey, you might become a VIP account and we'll take your accounts and say, hey, yes,
1: well, we'll be happy. Actually, day, yeah, that's uh, that's the trick. Be a, be a VIP and then hit up hit up Mike or hit up me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so
0: ladders are just a way to increase your risk tolerance while not right.
1: decreasing your EV. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a unit you, size like, thing
0: exactly it's it's fun to and it's really fun to hit those too like yeah kobe white hitting seven threes paid out a lot of money like those are fun
1: yeah that that i i that's what i I assumed with the with the ladders It's, it's all unit size and that's the other thing like part of part of making more money betting is figuring out how to synthetically increase your unit size within what the book's allowing. So that could be ladders could be parlays, you know, yeah. are they and, allowing and, a certain on a straight and more on a parlay then?
0: Yep. I have been doing that a lot recently. So there's one DraftKings market. I really like that accepts like $300 on my straights. But if you parlay it with something, they take taken $2,000
1: from me and
0: said, That's, okay, go.
1: I, we found that in certain books. Um, We found that in certain, in certain books, definitely always, if, if it's a unit thing and this, this goes for like, I don't even know who's listening to this, that needs this advice, because if you've gotten to this bankroll size, you probably know about this, but, um, yeah, see what happens, see what they take. If it's a parlay, that would be, that would just, just take a, take a look. That would be my, uh, my best advice I can give right now.
0: Yeah. I know you said this, this podcast for like 20 to a hundred K and we're, we're talking big, big thousand dollar units. So
1: yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. But uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's always, I loved, you know, I think, I think another thing is like, I listen to podcasts with, with gamblers that are, you know, much further ahead of, of me and even listening to them talk about uh, what they're doing, if anything, it's, it's always interesting. So, you know, Then, and the other thing is you might, you know, maybe you're limited and you're actually not, you know, have a huge bankroll, but you do need to figure out how to increase your unit size on an account you're limited at. Well then, okay. Ladders then. Okay. Parlays and all this stuff. So there is, you know, there's application for people who might have a, you know, a pretty sad DraftKings account where they're only able to bet like $5 on something. Well, you know, just take, take a look. I, I heard a story about someone who was able to get like synthetically get down like like you know 10k units on a limited like DraftKings account back in the day or something and like he was I think he was like sued by DraftKings I don't know this was a story I heard secondhand oh, but anyway really? there's like ways so always poke yeah. around always you know always be trying to find out things with regards to increasing your EV increasing your sizing. You know, whatever yeah. it is.
0: I won't try the exact way, but I'll say I know people that have gotten banned from can synthetically getting down more money too using some some tricks that they have. Uh, yeah. So there's always ways. But just know you, you, you might get removed from the platform. Sure, sure. And that's and... honestly, and people get mad. They write into the gaming commission as long as you're not having money unfairly taken away from you. Books can do whatever they want to you. I know it, it's uh, that's the whole like us versus books thing. Like You can get mad that you're limited. You can get mad that you can't bet this way or that you got banned because you took an alt line that was plus 2,000 and yeah. should have been plus 200. Or Bet365 said, we're changing your weight. Bet365 does this all the time. They're like, oh, yeah. well, this should be minus 110, not plus 200. We're changing your wager. Like, you can back out of it if you want but you have five minutes too, and good luck uh
1: that's shitty i think i think that yeah, crosses that's a line that's so awful. yeah yeah
0: that's awful but there's nothing really stopping books from doing whatever they want to us yeah. in a legal manner yeah. i've had some books do some really sketchy things they voided they voided the winning wagers but kept the losing wagers i'm like well you can't do
1: that <laughs> yeah yeah that I mean, we've yeah, we've we've been rolled a couple, t- yeah, we've been rolled for some some figures uh, a couple times, yeah. um, but yeah, I think as long as you know, I think you have to understand that betting error lines or you know doing you know synthetically getting more down or just just being annoying, you could get kicked off. Okay, that's fine. That's a risk you have to accept. It's not the end, be all end all, but yeah, if your money gets seized, then you can kick, you can start to, to kick up a fuss, but you know, being okay with the fact that you might get, get the boot. That's okay. You know, you have to accept that. And I got banned from Fliff, Like (laughs) a professional sweepstakes uh, player.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, there are some really bad Atlanta Hawks lines. I think the same ones that got drew. Uh, I'll bet. Why not? They're out there. I know. A lot of mistake lines are just trying to catch people like us that just can't stop ourselves from catching yeah, them. No. They are hanging yeah, those re- yeah,
1: <laughs> they're hanging that fruit and you're like, take it, take it from us. And I'm like, yeah, Bye, yeah I'll I'll come. It. It's like their little little net. Yeah, I've always wondered about that. There there's times when it's worth it. Like there's a time on uh DraftKings where they flipped they flipped a golf line and we had a VIP uh connect who could get down massive size and i just said all right you know the ev on this is so huge i know they don't void these so rip it we know we're gonna get banned but like we're gonna get this bet in obviously it loses so we lose like 20k or 15k or whatever it was every time yeah (laughs) and then of course we also get limited to three dollars but you know what like i still felt like it was the right decision
0: <laughs> yeah, that's something I don't want to look at. I don't want to see like what percent of my biggest wagers lose because I swear it's most of them. Like, I bet a mistake to lay in line on the college football, uh, like the, whatever the championship games were, there was like plus three instead of like minus six, but they got blown out by 30. <laughs> like, uh, doesn't matter in the end, right? Right, right. You're just also, like, like on that line, I'm like, well. And then they're like, like, "You're also not welcome
1: here." It's like Great. that's yeah, a, C- that's C- the best. C-
0: Caesars doesn't, thankfully. Uh, they're they're pretty chill with what they do. Caesars uh,
1: is Caesars had a very unfavorable ah, whatever. I don't even want to get into it. But Caesars, I like Caesars, but they also fucked us out of out of some money. But the state's telling the state of the uh, morality of sports books, where the Caesars who's who's I feel like it owes those tens of thousands of dollars. I'm still like, yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah, I mean,
0: that's a that's the whole debate. I'm like, do me. I think they're a great app. I think everyone should get on it. Well, as legality aside, I know they're being sued in California. There's a lot of suspicion. Oh, actually, biggest thing: research your books. Uh, if you're, yep, like I've i'll I'll name things like there's this book out right now, Sport Zeno that everyone's thinking about betting on, and I'm like don't don't touch it like just just wait, wait, wait till like I need to see like proof of withdrawals recently, yeah, uh, like someone betting on it, getting money out of it, and like actual proof that it's legitimate. I've gotten money out of yeah. just mine, I know some people have had issues, but. If there's a lot of like personal, like New York, you can't withdraw a certain amount. Some other states have certain issues. Fliff right now is on that fine teetering basis where I'm happy there. But if you have high risk tolerance, maybe don't do it. These new random books, Sports, you know, like don't touch it. Uh, I don't even DFS know that was one. Like, yeah, look it up. Sport Z-I-N-O. It, it's another cartoony character. Uh, sort uh, yeah, of yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I did see that. I saw
1: that. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, yeah. Their TOCs were like, yeah, and then we might just not pay you. And yeah. that's fine. Yeah.
0: I'm like, don't go there. Or like, <laughs> date PFS apps. Look at who's being paid out. Like right now, I'll name and shave. I'm like, Thrive isn't paying people out. You don't want to be Thrive. on an app that doesn't pay pay people out.
1: Like, I'm gonna do a hot, a hot take here, kind of. I've been but jock market too. I, yeah, I'm no. gonna call them out.
0: They have been suspiciously paying people out. Like I've gotten money out of there, but it was like three months ago. I've gotten yeah. money out of Thrive. It was three months ago. Did I get screwed over by NHA? Yeah. Like I lost <laughs> like what 750. I there's some way to claim it, but it looks extremely painful and sending SSNs and
1: things I don't want to do.
0: So. Yeah. And I'm just counting that as a
1: lost cause. Fair enough. And sometimes but, yeah. you just have to like write things off as losses. You know, it's like, oh, what if that book screws you? It's like, yeah, there's some cost of doing business where you're gonna get either someone's not gonna pay you. It's a book, it's a betting partner, it's anything they're not gonna pay you. And like, if you wanna, you know, scale, that's just part of the equation, right? Like, or this is you go, or you go after the kneecaps, you know? I'm not, uh, I'm not threatening enough to to do that. So like, I'm easy to, uh, I'm easy to scam, unfortunately. Yeah. Easy I mean, scam. I guess one one last topic. Uh, I,
0: no, you haven't asked me about the battle of sports battle. I was, I was all to talk for like a few days. What was? I, I had the whole online battle with sports battle where they oh, didn't, I pay didn't even. Oh, uh, you don't know that one?
1: I missed it. How did I miss that? Um, one? I'm so, so addicted to Twitter.
0: There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was back in like July or August. I was. But oh, I wasn't this even on then uh, all right so yeah sports battle it lets you combine multiple tennis games into one slip so i was taking like over games and over breaks from the other player yeah. in the same match yeah. and they yeah. graded the lines incorrectly and i called them out on it online and then what they said was what like why don't you and your friends doing this like just like leave it alone get away from us like shut up i'm like isn't this how you don't run a company oh and then God. on discord they named me and said if anyone like if any of these people talk to you like do not respond to them like they are like destroying our company's reputation and like i'm just like i just want an incorrect line to be fixed like <laughs> that's all i want uh oh yeah i took down all those tweets because in the end they paid me uh and i'm like yeah we've been dogs lie in the end but yeah, a yeah, whole online the, uh... Yeah. So these companies, I mean, they can they can go out to get you. They put my email in a group of emails and said like, like all like or like not like in a way sh- like they shared all of our information across people and said like, get your money out, never talk to us again, never interact with us again. I'm like, hey,
1: why are you sharing my email with some randos? Like chill. <laughs> That's <laughs> and, so insane yeah honestly like the the butthurt nature of like the uh honestly people who don't know what they're doing these people they are mediocre bettors or whatever and they think that they just can start a company and take money from recreationals without having to know how to bet and like i'm sorry that that you posted shitty lines and now you're embarrassed and you're sad but like do better. That's you yeah. know. That's I have no sympathy for for that person and that that uh, <laughs> for their side. There, no sympathy at all. Sorry, man. And this is pay, not they easy. Out,
0: they paid out in only five hundred dollar principal checks, which was painful.
1: What? Like, I don't know if that's because they're struggling or they're just dicks. But I uh...
0: <laughs> I just have like a stack of checks from like printed sports out sports battle. Whatever have to cut on the line and like sign every single one mobile deposit. I'm like, this is painful.
1: <laughs> Dude, <laughs> so
0: how embarrassing.
1: How embarrassing to just be mad that you you don't understand correlation.
0: Yeah, but you offer it mean, offering the same players offering opponents in a tennis match. Underdog, you could do that over the summer uh, during the US Open. Yep. Uh that was that was a fun little edge. And that's yep. I mean that's a good like That's a good closing segment. Like, yeah, even as an edge goes, a new one will be born. Like, there's no like the whole death of the industry. Yes, I think it's harder now than it was before. But okay, let's look at December twenty first, twenty twenty four. There's going to be a ton of things we can bet on now that we won't be able to bet on then, and there'll be a ton of new things that we can bet on that might be a cool edge. Like maybe fairways hit will be gone, and you'll be crying. Like we'll see. It is kind of gone. Okay, it's already gone. Sad. <laughs> like there, there's there's always an opportunity to find something out there. Like there's so many things and as more people enter the industry, DraftKings stock is doing well, there's more people betting parlays, so they're gonna offer more parlay options. Now that they offer more parlay options, there's, there's gonna be something good out there. Figure out what that is. Like that's that's the whole going from kind of a beginner to learning how to use an odd screen and becoming like interested in what data is out there to kind of really finding your niche. Like I know we're more advanced than the traditional, like sign up for odds jam, get a subscription and figure out what that is. That's fine. Do that. You'll make, you'll make a decent bit of money, but advancing beyond that, that's where you really can really level up to
1: damn, I mean, I'm at over a hundred K in the last hundred days. That's pretty good. That is pretty, pretty good. That is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, you're exactly right, and it creates that longevity, and it gets rid of that uh, little bit of the existential crisis of when an edge dies, because yeah. your process isn't built around a single edge; it's built around the process of finding edges, which is different. It makes for great but that's what's. Though. Yeah, that's true. I mean, look, when an edge dies, you have to tweet about it. And yell at underdog or whatever. You have to do it. It's just
0: or part of the say game. Like, but or it's like, oh, this great thing, the best thing ever. I found it. It's dead. Like I'm the greatest. Like you gotta do that.
1: No, or too. or you post finally after you're like, yeah, now I can post about this because it's dead. This was a good oh, edge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I should
0: I should post all those. And i alt slips. I posted a few, but now I should be like, here's all the tens of thousands I made on Reggie Jackson or Zubach. Reggie
1: had uh, twenty points. That's right. Hey. Look, I think uh I think that's that's honestly like part of the fun is sharing some of the wins. But it is you know, it's tricky to to walk the line of like, are you giving anything away? Even if the edge dies, like, okay, you're posting the slips why, you know, I, I don't know. I do it sometimes. So (laughs) for engagement, sure. Um, but, but yeah, man, I, I do want to say like, you are incredibly sharp and I think people, uh, more and more need to, to go learn from people like you who are finding stuff off screen, finding that next level, because I do think the, the basic level of, thing comes on odd screen you bet it you win you make ten thousand a month that doesn't exist and that won't exist and should it exist probably not you know like it's probably just it's probably you know part of a uh really bullish part of the you know moment in time for the industry but there's always going to be stuff keep hunting for the edges right let's get let's get some people from you know from that you know 20k a year tailing and you know doing odd screen stuff to making 100 doing some of their own stuff i think that's exciting so i love that you're you're teaching that stuff in your discord and and on yep. that path too i think that's that's the exciting part so yes, i haven't even anyway. plugged it
0: yet Not a whole hour I haven't oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah let's
1: pl- let's let's yeah we've alluded to it but we we haven't plugged the the actual yeah. i'll link it in the in the stuff i send out but do you want to give a quick uh, quick discord plug
0: uh yeah it's me uh huey he's chewy Picks on twitter and coop and mitch and we're just we've all been talking since may and just been interested and honestly just finding new edges seeing what's out there seeing what's seeing what we can find out like we've started this and built a ton of bots from zero to where we're at now and had some great partners uh uh ethan aziz is another good follow uh bet recaps is another good follow a lot of his sheets i'm talking about proprietary stuff you can sign up for his sheets it's mostly what i use uh another good one is vulture Uh, his discord is also Oh, i do follow
1: vulture on twitter it's cool
0: yeah uh he's a very good discord very good follow you can build your own sheets uh that aren't even public so he gives you like whole user access where you can create whoever you want is sharp, whoever, whatever player props you want, and then create your own sheets so you can refresh at whatever intervals you want. It's very user intuitive and a great place. That's to awesome. Learn. Uh, but oh, my okay. stuff is, uh, SWT, uh, won't tell you yep. what it stands for. It's all secret. It's a golf. It's based off a golf tournament though. So I can let you imagine what it means. Uh, but now we're in there all day, every day. And, we're sending we're sending whatever we have access to. So if I'm in a state with DraftKings FanDuel, I'll, I'll send whatever plays I play from there, as long as it's not bumps. And then otherwise, Mitch is our DFS guy. So lots of correlated hockey, lots of correlated football, lots of uh, correlated soccer. And then, as always, the best women's college basketball picks. That's what I'm sending <laughs> out on the daily right now. Uh, I had love some good ones. you got to find your niche. Okay, I know the Georgia Bulldogs sold a little bit, so we'll a little, a little unfortunate damn. there, but uh, hit it back. Florida State won by like eighty, which was a good one. God damn, dude!
1: Call, they gotta have college,
0: mercy rule. They they do not let up. Starters will be in. They're up seventy. They're still hammering <laughs> the rock. So we, we love it there. Uh, it's also just a good place to learn, sweat, and just kind of build that community. I, the whole the biggest aspect is just having community of finding people who are sharp out there asking what the bet on and really just figure out how you can learn and grow. I mean, that's what your discord does. You do it for free. So please join your stuff as well, but we have, we have some automated stuff that I think's worth, worth the follow and come join and talk to me. Cause I need to show girls my picket apparently.
1: <laughs> no, I do. I, uh, yeah, like my, I kind of picture what I want for, for my discord to be like the hotel, in John wick where the other discord people owners come, you know, put down your weapons, whatever. But you guys have a lot of more like automated slips and whatnot, which is awesome. Mine. Yeah. We have a couple of people who do a little more like niche originating and then just like send out crazy memes and, you know, I'll try and post something in there. That's thoughtful hey, once in a out- while, but.
0: <laughs> hey, and if you but- ever need to reach out to me, I'm in, gp's discord as well so you can that's add right him like seven so uh that's right I, I have i think i have notifications on i hope <laughs> so all right we'll reach out to him and yeah we
1: can talk cool well thanks for coming on i'll link your stuff in all the uh notes appreciate your time giving us uh some some prime vacation time yeah that's valuable time so yeah we got these these the shot of, right here there we go there so, we go you know, that's right um well anyway thanks mike for coming on appreciate you and uh yeah enjoy the enjoy the break we'll be looking forward to seeing you back on the twitter streets and the dfs streets within a couple days i'm sure
0: yeah i'm back on back on sunday so watch out books
1: watch out books all (laughs) right with that we'll uh we'll thanks everybody for for listening watching however you're you're viewing this and we'll see you on the next episode peace everyone